I just encourage you this morning, as Naomi just sang, to come up higher and, and to see his face. You know, one minute in his presence can break off what 10 years of counselling takes. <laughs> you know, we just, we just need to come up higher. So I'm just going to encourage you, just lay aside all the stuff that's in your mind and your heart that's worrying you. Just tell the government of your spirit to come up over the government of your mind and of your emotions. And just your spirit will lead you this morning. The Lord wants to speak. He wants to reveal. He wants to answer questions and concerns. But we have to be walking the spirit to do that. If we try and get all the answers to what we face in the natural, it's just going to take too long. And God wants to do it now. Now faith. And we access the things of the spirit by faith. So I just want everybody... Whether you're two, whether you're not two, whether you're you know, older, just the kids, you can do that as well. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. And focus on Jesus. Look into his face. See him there talking to you. You'll be led by the Spirit today. If you pray in tongues and pray in tongues, it help us. To, it helps us to just be edified in our spirit. Just pray in tongues. Just lay aside all that busyness in your mind. It's a government in my spirit come up over the government of my mind that I would receive today from heaven. Just sing out, sing out. So let your voice just, just engage your spirit this morning. Not your mind, your spirit. Let's pray together. Let's pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lead us into heavenly places this morning. Let us see. There's eyes to see and ears to hear. Breaking through, breaking through. So open heaven over this place right now. Open heaven over this place. Come on, let's engage our spirits. Don't just sit back. Actually engage. Just push into Him. Say, I want what you have for me today, God. What do you want to show me today? What do you want to reveal to me today? Come on, let's come on, come up, come up, he says, come up. I'm going to rise above all that other stuff. That's it, that's it. You know, part of being a new creation is that just like a scene, just that you have to honour what God did on the cross. We can't just, especially as we come into Easter, we say, thank you, God, for taking all my sin, all my shame, everything that keeps us separate on the cross, and then turn around and separate ourselves from him by taking it all back again. 
That's not honouring what he did. That's not fully taking hold of your salvation. So let's honour what Jesus did today by living the life that he asked us to. He said, you're a new creation. So leave that junk. I took it. Stop trying to make my sacrifice for nothing. Lord, we just repent of where we haven't honoured you, Lord. We repent of where we keep on coming back to our old man. Of where we put you to the side, Lord. Of where we think we know better, Lord. And we come to you and we honour you, Lord, because you are worthy of all praise. We thank you and we praise you for the sacrifice that you made, Lord, and we rejoice in it because of the life we can have with you. We rejoice in the fact that we can have closeness with you, Lord. We rejoice in the fact that you draw us to yourself and we come willingly this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to speak first and then we're going to have communion. So um, I feel like I'm about to explode. So uh, I'll just see how we go. <laughs> um, I've got something for the kids to do this morning, but I want the adults to get on board too. Um, so there's some, beside Simon there, there's some little bookmarks. Yeah, when I pass those around, Chantal, do you want to get the kids one? Hey, um, while we were worshipping, Anna was led by the Spirit to really call us to come deeper. And then Naomi spoke forward and, and the, the Lord was calling us to come higher. But while that was happening, uh, God gave me this vision of this person who was walking in, had stepped into the water and they'd gone up to their knees and he was calling them to come deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And as they went deeper... Um, they just kept going and they kept going and then they were actually under the water. And I had my head under the water and I was watching and I felt like I should go and rescue them because they were actually drowning. In the natural, that person was drowning. And so I said to God, come on, God, what should you do? And he said, tell them to breathe. I'm like, but God, that's impossible. They can't breathe underwater. And he said to me, that's the problem. You looked at it in the natural. You've got to look at it in the spirit because nothing's impossible. And it's like I really felt God saying, higher, deeper, wider, whatever way. We've got to learn to live with no limits. Yeah, no limits. Amen. Which pretty much goes with what I'm going to say today. Chantal, can you read the verse out for me in the little house today, please? For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew, Matthew 17 verse 20. Yeah, all you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed and nothing will be impossible for you. And uh, we've got some little mustard seeds over there and the kids, you can colour them in and stick them on a piece of paper. 
We've got the mustard seeds at the little table so we don't have mustard seeds everywhere. So mums and dads, you can do that. Um, but I just want to show you how small a mustard seed is. It's very small. Can you see that? You can hardly see it. Look. It's just going to fall off my finger. You can see it. I hadn't shown everybody. There you go. There's lots of mustard seeds. See how little a mustard seed is? That's lots of them. See? Very small. And the Bible says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain move to here to there, and it will move because nothing is impossible. Yeah? So we're going to get the kids to stick... Just stick some mustard seeds on your piece of paper and then you can colour them in. And afterwards, big people, you can get some mustard seeds to remind you that you only takes a little bit of faith. But this morning I want to talk about what we do with that little bit of faith because everybody has been given a measure of faith. But Jesus said, you know, you know the story about the fig tree and, and uh, that Jesus said to have faith in God, but he said, have a God kind of faith. You know, they walked past this big fig tree and it was giant and, um, and Jesus, they had no figs on it and Jesus cursed it and said, never will you produce figs again. And they walked by the next day. They looked at it and it was like, oh, it just looks like a massive fig tree. They kept on walking. The next morning they came back and that thing had shriveled up. And they went, how would you do that? And he says, just have faith, God kind of faith. And don't doubt, he says, and you will be able to speak and it will happen. Speak to the mountains in your life and they will be removed. And he's saying, have the faith of God. That kind of faith is the same faith that God used to create the universe and we have all been given a measure of that faith. Think about that. You have all been given a measure of God kind of faith. Not just like, oh, funny faith that does, you know, things now and then. You've got within us, we've got within us God's kind of faith. What kind of things does God do? Created the universe. What else did he do, Ashton? He made us. Yes. God's kind of faith is what we've put in us. We've just got to learn to use that God kind of faith within us every day. You know, some people, they seem to their faith works better than others. Yeah? Yeah. You look at some people and it's just like, how do they do that? They've got mountain-moving, gigantic faith that they just can't believe. And you know why? It's because they take that little tiny measure of faith that starts the size of a mustard seed and they work it and they use it and it gets bigger. Just like, where's somebody with muscles? (laughs) You've all got muscles. (laughs) I was wanting Christian to be here because he's giant. But, uh, yeah, Shara's got muscles. Look at those muscles. But it's like we start out <laughs> We start out with, you know, our muscles. If you've never worked out, if you've never done anything, we start out with not really strong muscles, yes? Yeah? You guys that pump weights, you start out and you're a bit puny. And, you know, you might have been a teenager and you looked in the mirror and there was no pecs and there's no abs and, you know, it's like skinny, skinny little thing. But you started to pump weights, yeah? And Shara gets in front of the mirror and says, look at those back muscles and things like that. <laughs> it's like, but we didn't, we had, 
we had the measure of muscle, don't we? We've all got a measure of muscle, otherwise we wouldn't be able to stand. We wouldn't be able to move. We wouldn't be able to walk and talk. We've all been given our measure of muscle. But some people take that measure of muscle and they decide they want to do something with it. So what do they do? They work it. They are diligent. You can't just do it one day and then not do it for six months. What happens, Shara, if you do that? You go into muscle atrophy. Atrophy, which is what? You lose it. You lose it. Okay, if we don't use our muscle, you lose it. If you've been bedridden and you see they lose the muscle, don't they? Yes? And it's the same with our measure of faith. Some people seem to be able to do amazing, spectacular, God-moving, mountain-moving things with their faith because they have taken that little measure of faith and they have worked it. And they have used it and they've put their faith to work and not gone, oh, well, if it's God's will, it'll just happen. Rubbish. We are speaking spirits. We are made in the image of God and God expects us and he has given the responsibility to us to do something with our faith. If you don't like where things are, then get off your butt, just like you have to get off the couch and use the faith muscles that you have been given. Amen? I was running 30 seconds and now I'm running kilometres. Yes! Don't tell me Jesus doesn't heal, by the way, because he does. Yeah, but I had to use these little legs and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And the more you go and you get to this point where you push through the hurdle and you push through the mental kind of barriers and then you just go, whew. And then you get to another little hurdle and you push through there and you work at it and you work at it and you work at it and you work your muscles and then bang, you get through another hurdle and you just keep on going. I don't know how far I can run, but I tell you what, I think it's very far. Yeah, it's very far. And it's like, that's what it's like. What can your faith do? What can your faith do? The Bible says that it is limitless. Think about that. The God measure, the God kind of faith that has been put in us that is as tiny like that tiny little mustard seed, that's what it starts out with. This tiny little mustard seed tiny and you may feel like this this morning that your faith can't do much but that mustard seed is made to grow our faith is made to grow it's not meant to stay like that it's not meant to stay small like that God says what are you going to do with your faith and we've got to put it to work put it to work everyone has muscles everyone has faith if you've asked Jesus into your life you have faith to believe Second Thessalonians says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is because that your faith grows exceedingly. exceedingly. God actually expects that we grow our faith. He doesn't expect that we stay as babies. You know, Paul got frustrated in the New Testament. You read, he says, I want to give you the meat and I'm having to give you the milk again. Come on. I wanted to give you the meat and the things of heaven and the things of, of you know, gritty get your teeth into, but you know, I keep on having to give you the milk. And I feel like I'm going to explode today. I tell you what, I've got so much inside of me. God's been showing me stuff. But we've got to just step up. Come on, step up. Step up and work your faith. If you have it, like we're working on something at the moment, Philip and I. 
We've put our faith to work. We're going to bust a bust through this thing that's been holding us back for years and years and bust it and kick its butt right out of town because I've had enough of it. So we're like putting things on. We sleep with sermons playing in our ears. We walk around and um, I'm, I'm going to stick stuff all over the walls. I've decided wherever I look, I'm going to have verses that kick that butt, kick that thing through so I don't have it. We've done it with healing, by the way. This is a really good book. You get pre-release, healed and whole. My story's in there. I even get a photo. I got the biggest photo. <laughs> Rhea, what happened when you read this book? Because you downloaded it. Are you listening to me? <laughs> what happened when you read this book? Here, you can share. Um, the last two nights, well, it started Thursday night, um, really bad lower back pain, and I've never had lower back pain before, um, where the pain was shooting down my legs. And... And I was walking around the house in pain and I'd say, Ashton would see me and come and lay hands on me and pray for me every time. And the pain would go away for a few minutes every time he touched me, which was awesome. And keep coming back, didn't it, Ashton? Had to keep doing it. That's right. He's learning that you have to keep doing it until until you get breakthrough. And and, um, last night um, I had a big day, so I went to bed early and I got into Phil's book, which I've bought online. So the iPad's sitting right there and started reading it and it really started building my faith in the area of healing because um, you, you know the stuff and I've walked around for the last two days um, professing that God has healed me and um, as Ashton knows because I walk around the house singing and, and uh, reading out Bible verses but you really need to build your faith on it until it strengthens you, until you know that you know that you know. And as I was reading... Um, Phil's book last night, the pain started lifting to the point where there was no pain left. I didn't want to take any more pain relief because I take a lot of pain relief and I was over it and uh, got the heat pack out and started reading and reading and reading until the pain just lifted and there's no pain at all today, which is awesome. It says you've got to put your faith to work on the things that are in our lives that keep on bumping up against us. We've got to put our faith to work. I'm just going to read out a few few quotes from Bill Winston because he's good. I, I like Bill. And uh, he says, The only source to activate and work our faith is the Word of God. We must be fully persuaded and act on the Word of God for our faith to work. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen. We cannot get away from it. That's it. That's the basic. It's easy. To build our faith is easy. All you've got to do is take the Word and receive it. God does the rest. All we've got to do is receive the Word. We must learn to go into the Word of God to develop the faith required for the task that has been given to us and turn our faith loose. (laughs) Ruby's Ruby's, um, wanting to preach. This is how faith grows and the way faith works. Faith is not designed to be stagnant. It is supposed to grow which is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to grow that little measure of faith that we've all been given. Real faith is designed for the impossible and in the process it should grow to enable us to do bigger and better things in the kingdom. What, what are you expecting your faith to do today? Or are you just, oh yeah, whatever. What is it that you need to put your faith to work on? Because it's not meant to stagnate. It's not meant to be, oh, well, I had a win back there in 1971. Half of you weren't even born. 
Yeah. <laughs> you weren't born either. Oh dear, I'm old. <laughs> I've, been awesome. oh, I've, been, I've been awesome since 1971. I even have a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, like it's like we're meant to grow. We're meant to grow our faith. That it's not meant to stagnate. And it's meant to enable us to do bigger and better things. I want to do more with my faith this year than I did last year. I want to believe for God. I want to step into things. I want, to, I want to just tank up on the things that God has for me and be able to push bigger things and receive bigger things from God than I did previous. That's what it's designed to go, that we would be gigantic in our faith. We're giant people in our faith on the inside. You may look little, but on the inside, God has designed you to be enormous, limitless, The Word of God doesn't need anything but our believing for it to come to pass. The Word of God will supply everything we need. The more faith we have, the more of God's ability we have at our disposable. The more faith we have, the more of God's ability we have at our disposal. Think about that. It's God's ability. What he has promised he is able to perform, our faith in that ability releases his power. It's all about faith. I remember being in heaven, heaven and I was talking to Abraham and he just took me aside and he said, it's all about faith. It's all about faith. By faith, we access the promises of God. By faith, we access the promises of God. And if you're not seeing the promises come to pass in our life, then we've got to access the word and let it get into our spirits, get into our hearts and minds, that we will believe that above the doctors, above the reports, above the news, that we will believe what he says. And you may feel like your faith is as small as that tiny little grain of mustard seed. But you know what? It is designed to grow. All you got to do is receive the word and just walk around talking that, singing it, stick it up around your house, read it. Day and night, it says, meditate on my word day and night and you'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water. You'll prosper in everything you do. Christianity is not complicated. It's very, very simple. Receive the word, believe it, and let that ability go to work and let it just release. The battle is that the enemy tries to undermine our faith by, by what he screams and yells around us. And that's why Jesus says, fix your eyes firmly on me. Let go of the things that so easily try to entrap you and and the desires for other things and fix your eyes firmly on me and you will run the race and you'll soar on wings like eagles. Yeah? And you will not faint. And there's some stuff in the news, I don't know if you're watching the news around the world, and it can make you feel a bit shaky if you look at it. And I just want to encourage us all to shore yourself up in the Word of God. Shore yourself up in faith. Strengthen your faith so that whatever comes around us will not shake us. Will not shake us because we need to. Now, I've seen some stuff ahead. We need to strengthen ourselves in the Word so we know that we know that we know that we are in God. And there's promises, and, he, and the word cautions us in Proverbs chapter 1. It says, if we don't do that, if you don't listen to the wisdom of the word, if you don't abide in him, that when the trouble comes, people will cry out, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. But nothing will happen because they have pushed aside wisdom and they don't have that faith in their hearts. So they will be the ones that will be in fear and anxiety and trembling and terror. And God is saying now, shore up yourself and work your faith. 
So when days of trouble come, because Jesus said you will have troubles, it will not bring us down. This is a time when we've got to strengthen our faith in him, not when we're in the middle of a crisis. The Bible says we must fight the good fight of faith, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, because our faith is the target of the devil's attacks. He is out to undermine our faith. You'll get, and he comes immediately to steal things. You know, you'll, you'll have something said, God will say something, and instantly you'll see something on the news. Or instantly you'll get a con- phone call from a family member going, did you hear this? And, oh, that's terrible. And they'll tell you all the bad stuff. God will say something, and instantly, the, has anybody had that happen? And instantly the devil comes to try and steal. And he uses fear. He uses fear to try and sink our boat. Yeah? He knows that without faith we cannot defeat him or reach our God-ordained destiny. Our job is to receive from God everything he has done for us. He has broken every chain. He has cut off every curse. Why our job is to receive everything he has done for us. And the way we receive is just reading his word, spending time in his presence. You can't bypass it. You try to bypass that, you're just going to hit roadblock after roadblock and he's going to come at you with fear and death and struggles and, and we'll come under it. Because his, his whole tactic is to undermine our faith. Faith is just trust and belief in what God has said to be true. And so where you see fear, where you hear fear, where you're listening and people are speaking for you, just have to put yourself in a room of people who aren't word, word people and they're blah, 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 blah. Anybody had that? I just have to go to a family gathering for that. <laughs> Be nice, thank you, Jesus. But, but it's like you just – and you know, and they'll tell you everything that's wrong. They'll tell you all the things that are wrong in their body. They'll tell you the, the state of the world and the terribleness of everything. Has anybody ever been in a room? It's like all the negative people all gravitate to one another. Just make sure you're not one of them. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't it good that we're a part of the family of God? That we've got a new bloodline. I was just talking to someone before that we actually have a new bloodline that we have been grafted into the line of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Jesus. You know, Jesus, that we have his blood flowing in our veins. And so we don't have to be afraid of all the stuff out there if we just keep our eyes on him and keep it abide in him and his word abide in us. And then whatever we ask, he will do for us. And that is the battle. That is the walk of faith, is believing what he says to be true, and then his ability will do it for us. It's not up to us. Yep. I too read Phil's book last night, and uh, I just want to share something that um, I knew, but I had a real fresh revelation of, is so pertinent to what we're talking about today, is that I know all this stuff, but last night I was reading all the um, scriptures on healing. I was reading the book, recommend it, um, and I was. Then I went back to my room and I was thinking, Lord, why, why have I not been healed from certain things? And and I realized that I was. I had negotiated. I had negotiated to receive some healing about certain things and I'd negotiated not to ask God for healing for other things, whether I was too lazy, whether I didn't bother, I don't know. But there were two things. One was 
I noticed that doubt came. And, and as soon as I got the word, then I had doubt. And I thought, what is doubt? And I thought, well, hang on, that's not God. Doubt is not God. And I started to kind of work through this. And, and there's a real revelation happening inside of me. And I believe it's happening to a lot of people right now. They're getting a hold of the word of God and going, hang on, let's analyze this. Let's look at this a bit more closely. What is happening to us? And we are allowing doubt to negotiate our healing. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's right. We don't. The, the devil is a really good negotiator, and I have a saying, I don't negotiate with terrorists. He is a terrorist. He is out to destroy, to kill, to rob, to take whatever you let him, and he will negotiate. He will try and negotiate you to let go of the promise to, oh, well, you know, let's just believe for this, or you really, and he's a stinking terrorist. See him for what he is. When he comes to try and negotiate, just kick his sorry out of here. Yeah? You've got to get a little bit feisty. You've got, a bit, you've got to get feisty with the things that you see that are just the curse. Deuteronomy 28, where you see the curse coming at you and you see that it has tried to come through. You, you know, we did on Monday night. We went back in our family lines and we're just like, what is it? That we have every curse is broken. But if you let stuff in or you believe the lies of the enemy or you believe the family stuff or you believe the news, that curse that could have been enacted and, and that devil has a legal right because it's been acted in your family, if you don't appropriate what Jesus has done on the cross and say that is cut here, then he will just march his sorry backside into your life and he will just put stuff on you. And so much of the church is walking around with the curse. When we have had that broken office, but if you do not take what Jesus has done and appropriate what he did on the cross, that he broke every chain, that every curse was broken. Galatians 3 says it, that every curse was broken off us. If you don't take that and go, that is enough. Don't you put your hairy toe over the line because I am set free. Then he will try and put that stuff on you. He will throw mud at you. He will negotiate with you because he is a terrorist. And we've got to get a little bit feisty. If you see that stinker trying to slime into your life, into your family, onto your body, you get feisty and you cut off that stuff. And if it's something that's just been over and over, you've been praying and praying, go to God and amp up on the word and that thing will go. It will go. You know, we're away on holidays in the spirit of infirmity. You know, when you write a book on healing, the devil doesn't like it very much. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, and he came at me. I woke up with this raging throat and an earache, which I never get earaches. And I'm like, what's this about? And the Holy Spirit says, the spirit of infirmity try to come at you. And so I got out of bed. I, we have stuff where we just, we're ready. We've got our word out and we're ready. So we have it on our iPod and we have all these healing scriptures that Kenneth Copeland reads out in his lovely Texas voice. And uh, you just get over it. And, and, I just and I'm marching around Miriam's holiday, you know, place down south, and I'm marching around. It got good soaking and prayer, by the way. And and I'm you just get off me, and I'm just claiming the word. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I forget not all His benefits that He heals all my diseases, He forgives all my sins, He removes all iniquity from us. And I'm just marching around the room, and the healing verses are going on in the background. And then I start to just hit everything else I can think of. So you all got a good dose of prayer. And I'm like, just you're going to mess with me, then you're going to mess with me. 
You've got to get feisty and resist the devil and he will flee. Resist him. If you sit there and let him come at you with stuff, then he will come at you. If temptation comes, kick his sorry back and say, I am not. I am holy. I'm righteous. I'm called of God. You're not going to let me slip up on that. I'm not going to do that. And you say who you are and you remind yourself and you remind the devil of who you are. And he will go. But if you sit there quivering in your boots, he'll just try and march all over the top of you. Yeah? We've got to get feisty. I remember mum when she, when she was in the middle of her cancer treatment and she, she said she got to the point, she was in her lounge room in her house and she stood up and she'd been praying and, and the word would be on and she'd be reading in the middle of the night and she had very little chance of recovery medically. And she said she got up and she marched around and she actually screamed out, get off my body. Devil, get off my body. And she screamed it out and she yelled and she shouted and she got angry and she says, I will live and I will not die and I will see my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and you will not take my life. And she got up on the inside. We've got to rise up on the inside. Instead of being these little squash things, rise up. And I've been hearing that all this week. Rise up. Rise up. Instead of being squished down. Know who you are in Christ, that you are an overcomer, that the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we win. Have you read the back of the book? Come on now. Have you read the back of the book? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome. Revelations chapter 12, verse 10, if you just want to check it out. We win because the accuser of the brethren, that's the devil, comes night and day to accuse us and he won't give up but you can push him back. And you know what? He gets tired of trying that tactic and he'll look for another one. Yeah? So I'm marching around the room and I'm saying, you get off me, you sorry thing. The spirit of infirmity, you get off me. And, I, and you know, it took about five to ten minutes. The kids are like, what are you doing? Mom? I'm just praying, just give me a minute. I'm marching around. Because I'm like, I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to have my break wrecked. I'm not going to cancel. You have to go. No medication. No, no back down in bed because I could have laid there said, honey, I feel really terrible. I got up, I made him breakfast, I made the kids breakfast and I marched around that room and that thing came off. So I went to the chocolate factory and ate chocolate. Come on now. This stuff works. What, any, what the enemy tries to bring against is God has an answer. God has an answer. To win every battle, we must stand on the word of God. The word will seek, listen to this, The word in your life spoken out of your mouth will seek out and destroy every satanic attack. It's like a missile. I like that. The word, when we stand on it and we get it in our heart and we get it in our mouth, it will seek out like a heat missile and get those suckers. Yeah? Our inheritance includes the blessing. We must have complete confidence in the blessing and power of God that works in our life. We've got to stop saying what's happening and start saying what is written because that is what God is going to establish in our life. Stop saying all the negatives of what is happening and start saying that you're healed and you're whole and that you're prosperous and that you're a winner and not a loser, a success and not a failure, an overcomer, that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, that you prosper in everything you do today. Amen? 
Come on, that your head and not the tail, that your family is blessed, that the seed of the righteous is blessed and great is your children's peace. Come on. Yeah? That everything you put your hand to, you succeed at, that he makes a way for you, that he opens doors for you, that you have the mind of Christ. Come on. See, that's word coming out of me. Where, how did it get in there? Because I ate it up. I ate it up. Yeah, we've got to get the word in because the word in your mouth and the word in your heart will be like a heat missile and it'll seek out and destroy every attack of the enemy, every attack on your family, every attack on your money, every attack on your body, every attack. It will seek it out and destroy those suckers. And they'll see you get out of bed and those demons will run. She's out of bed. Watch out. Scatter. You're tougher than you think. You're mightier than I think. And this tiny little mustard seed has the power of God and the ability of God in it. You plant a seed in the garden, you wonder how that thing goes because God has given it sun and he gives it rain and it grows. He's given us the Holy Spirit and he's given us his word and that measure of faith will grow. Just get it in. You don't have to do anything else. Just put it in and believe it and it will do the work. Amen? I know you're happy now. Come on. Give God a shout. He's good. Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your word. I pray that it would be like fire in our hearts, that it would get in our belly, that it would get in our mouth, that it would saturate our minds, that it would renew us so that we'd be totally transformed. Lord, I pray that we would pray that we would not be pushed down, that, that we would rise up that we would rise up with your word and our hearts and our hands and we would kick every, everything the enemy would try to come against us with, that we would be overcomers. Lord, I pray everybody heals as your word goes to work. I pray finances met and abundance in, every, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray peace over families. Lord, that many would come to salvation, Lord, as we just believe and receive and your ability and your word in our hearts would just go to work, we pray. We bless your name. We thank you for the work of the cross. Jesus, we honour you today. We honour you for what you did, that you broke every curse, that you set us free, that separation between you and us has disappeared, Lord, that we can know you. Lord, I pray that you remind us as we go through the week that it's not just just a simple hello, but you want to know us and for us to know you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, Amen. Yes, we'll do communion now. (laughs) Let's just take what he has done, receive it as you take communion this morning. Just take and receive this morning. Receive all he's done for you. I'm going to take the cup and just hold it and we'll drink together. But as you receive it, you know, just let, let what he has done wash through you. You know, the cup, is, it washes through us, you know, just like the word washes over us. So just take the cup and let it wash over you. I think Jade's got the L one. Let's just take and drink and receive all he's done for us this morning.